by the hairy host of Horgoth. What did we just watch? What the fuck did you just say? By the hairy host of Horgoth. I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's gibberish anyway. Yeah, but um, what did you say? <laughs> it's an exclamation that Doctor Strange uses in the comic book all the time. The hairy hosts, hosts of Hogorth? Yeah, something like that. Horgoth? Sure. It, tomato, tomato. It's, he's a demon or well, ancient I mean, being. Or not something. tomato, tomato when you're talking about somebody's name. Yeah, but... Hodor. Like the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a right way to pronounce that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. And, yeah, so... Uh, he does a lot of alliteration and a lot of nonsense words, and his comic is filled with psychedelic whatchamahabit. Yeah, psychedelic, I, I could see. The movie was a little, like, the beginning of the movie was a little confusing. Um, and I, no, I, I was just straight up confused with no background of comics at all whatsoever. Yeah. That was the worst way to start a movie. Who's that lady? Who are those people? What's that crystal thing she just did? (laughs) What in the fucking Harry Potter are all those buildings folding up and rolling up like a roll of paper towels? Uh, Did she just beat that guy up with a whole building? What the fuck is going on? Well, my least favorite producer in all of cinema, Mr. Feige, (laughs) claims that the inspiration for magic in the MCU was the Matrix. Okay. That enrages me. <laughs> now, you know, see, I liked The Matrix the first time I watched it, but I was forced to watch it a million times, so I fucking hate it now. However. Did they make The Matrix back in, in 761? Well, they didn't make the MCU in 1961. No, the, but Doctor Strange. Yes, but. I, I think he misspoke. Sixty-three. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Even if he, even if he's not, there is no magic in the Matrix. Did he even fucking watch the movie? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't read these comics, so why would you expect him to have watched the movie? Okay. So super quick, if you haven't watched the Matrix because you didn't have a stupid nerdy little brother or a boyfriend who, you know, whatever. Um, or husband. When did that damn movie even come out? Was that you or? 96, 97. Well, it wasn't you there. that made me watch that then. No magic. We are all in little pods of goo hooked up to a computer so that all the human brains in the world make up this huge matrix supercomputer uh, simulation thing. Which is only designed to keep us docile so that they can use the warmth of our bodies to generate energy. Sure, it's done. There's, uh, that's dumb because like, there's a sun right there. They blocked out the sun with nuclear war. Oh, okay. Okay, listen. I didn't... <laughs> I wasn't paying that close of attention. Whatever. Um, 
I really don't remember that part. But anyway, um, the things that you see that seem impossible in that movie are because once you figure out that this isn't real, you can use your imagination like it's a dream, because it is, essentially, and do whatever you want. Literally, physics doesn't exist in the world. Of course, idiots, anytime they see something they can't explain, yell magic. Yeah. So that explains that quote. Uh, what else did he say it was inspired by? That he said the Matrix. Just the, no, there was more. Yeah, no, I, I lost my mind after that. I made that <laughs> all the time. Okay, so this movie was made well before the Matrix, unless there's a comic the, book written in the sixties we didn't know the about. The comic book was made well before the Matrix, not the movie. Jeremiah. You said the movie. You, are you listening to the words that come out of my mouth? Okay. You didn't even let me finish my sentence before you interrupted me, and my full sentence makes sense. Unless there's a comic book we don't know about was written in the early 60s called The Matrix. Yes. Then Doctor Strange wasn't based on no, The Matrix. Not at all. The magic, quote unquote, in the movie couldn't be based on The Matrix because it should be based on the actual, quote unquote, magic that's in the comic book. Yeah, which it And it's it not is even fucking well. magic. It's not magic. It's manipulating what? Physics? Uh wormholes i mean like there's no magic it's literally explainable well okay i guess yeah magic is a guy on a stage using trap doors and and mirrors to make things look like they've disappeared or or chopped in half or whatever the fuck this is a manipulation of physics. I don't know how, but that doesn't mean it's magic. That just means I don't know. Okay. It is incredibly frustrating for someone to go, eh, magic. I mean, so the comics call it magic, but also the comics started in 1963. So I don't care what they call it. Uh, the movie does kind of explain it as manipulating force from the multiverse. The only thing that doesn't make sense with that is that these are solid metal rings they're wearing and not some kind of Scientology, you know, Theron or whatever the fuck they're called. Little coils of copper. Have you ever looked at one of those pieces of jewelry they wear to like... No. Oh, I got one once in a grab bag. It's literally this like pendant. And then the other side, it looks like, you know, when you take off on those old 80s watches... And it's just got weird, random components. <laughs> I just, like a little coil of copper, a tiny, tiny little motherboard, not connected to anything, and there's no battery. <laughs> it's like the comic book movie version of, look, this is technological. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. <sighs> I've got this bracelet now that claims to, like, um... I got it in a grab bag. I did not purchase this individually on purpose. It claims like realign your magnetic force. And I'm like, oh, I need to take this apart immediately. You know what it is? It's literally just a, a rubber band. Like silicone or something. I don't know. With like a strip of metal with the logo on it. That's it. 
there's nothing there. <laughs> That's how stupid people are. Well, you know what else can realign your magnetic force? Looking at Benedict Cumberbatch. Our theme song. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. All right, so this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched 2016's Doctor Strange. If you uh, liked Aladdin, you'll love this. PG-13 movie released on the 4th of November, 2016. Sure. Where uh, we get Marvel Studios. Is that uh, Washington State? I think we were still in Washington, yeah. Did we watch this? We didn't watch this in the movie theater. No, we didn't watch this in the theaters. Written by John Spates, but the H is before the T, so I'm probably jacking that up. <laughs> what? S-P-A-I-H-T-S. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and directed by Scott Derrickson, who also gets a little bit of writing credits. Apparently, this script has been being reworked for like 20 years. That doesn't surprise me any. Not at all. Um, and starring Chowatel Ejiofor plays Mordo. Um, he looked vaguely familiar, and um, he plays Scar. He's the voice of Scar in the new Lion King. <laughs> he was Doctor Watson on Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, I'm sure you remember <laughs> that. Um, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But the thing I was remembering him from is 12 Years a Slave in 2013, which is a really good movie. Okay, so everybody knows um, Beneficent Cucumber Patch mm -hmm. uh, as Doctor Strange. Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong plays Wong. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen plays Cassilius. And I don't know how he ever gets another part ever again, because immediately before this, he was playing the TV show uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um, and somehow that didn't ruin his career. Uh, but he's also, also much more fitting. Um, he is uh, the dude from, um, oh my God. I suck. I can't do this again. He's Grindelwald from Fantastic Beasts. Um, he took over for Johnny Depp. Okay. Tilda Swinton, Benjamin Bratt. Um, by the way, that character, uh, Benjamin Bratt's character, Pangborn, his first name's Jonathan. So, not Alan. Maybe they're cousins. <laughs> I somehow I don't think so. Um, Stan Lee, obviously. Chris Hemsworth. Just for like a half a second. Oh yeah. At the very end. And that's it. Okay. Um lots and lots of uh like a lot more background characters this time. Yeah, this is uh I mean this is a, a stage setting movie as well as introducing Strange, right? We we just had Civil War, we're now building up to something bigger. Uh, Thanos is Well, except this movie closer. Sure, 
they've been hinting at it, but who's really paying attention to that? Nobody's like anticipating it. They've got this whole movie where none of it's mentioned. The tension's gone now. It's like we gotta we gotta build up a few more characters. How much did this movie cost? Oh jeez, a lot. I'm betting. That's a great guess. One sixty-five. Exactly. Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> it made eighty-five opening weekend. Uh, domestic gross two thirty-three. Worldwide gross six seventy-eight. Wow. Uh, over two releases, it spent sixty weeks. Two releases. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these uh, movies got a second release. Uh, a lot of these early movies. That's weird. They probably re-ran them in the build-up for Endgame or something. But total of 60 weeks uh, in theaters. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, two that's, weeks at number one. That's fairly significant. Oh, only two weeks. Two weeks is not bad. It unseated Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh, for Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also playing at the time, Hacksaw Ridge, which we liked. Yeah. Uh, the Trolls movie. Uh, uh, Miss. Yeah, it was. I don't think we ever saw. I saw like movie. a part of that because I was babysitting somebody else's kid. Miss Peregrine's <gasps> home. For Miss, Miss Peregrine's home for unusual children. Yeah. Which, which is was... an amazing book. And a pretty decent movie. That is a book that you actually, like, you cannot audiobook that book. The pictures no. are half of the book. What annoys me is that book is an idea I had. Not that, not the specific story, but the the basis for it I had uh, the idea for. Um, the Arrival was also playing. The Arri- oh, that's that alien movie. We did see that in the movie, theater, um, didn't we? The Accountant was playing. Ooh. Uh, and this was unseated. Uh, by Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, of course. And uh, Moana came out that same week, but did not beat mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Did we watch Moana in the movie theater? I don't think so. I don't know. We didn't rent that, did we? No, I mean, Rose was 16, so I don't... No, we absolutely, definitely watched that movie. I've watched yeah, it like I, six times. I don't think we, we went to the theater for it. Okay. Um, all right, and so Doctor Strange himself, first appearance uh, in the MCU, so we'll do first appearance in the 616. Um, he debuted as a backup character in one of the anthology books in 63, and the anthology book was Strange Tales. Oh, yeah, uh, that number, makes sense. Number 110. Um, and they basically, much like when um, Spider-Man did his debut in an anthology book, uh, they did like a ten-page origin story for the character. Okay. Um, and then a couple of months later, he got his own own comic. Uh, people loved him. the The artist uh, Ditko just went wild with with fantastical uh, imagery. Uh, and that's part of the reason during Stan's um, cameo. So what you're saying is we drop acid and then we read the comic. Yeah. So during Stan's cameo, uh, he's reading a book that has to do with uh, hallucinations and psychotropic drugs and laughing at it. That's funny. 
and that's a uh, a pointed comment at people saying that you you needed to be high to really enjoy Doctor Strange. Yeah, they used to say that about the Teletubbies too. <laughs> I uh, I did read all of his initial run, uh, but I got to tell you, I I skipped like I sped speed read a lot of it. That bad, huh? It's just the the magic y side of Marvel is not really for me. Is it why? Well part of it is the the cockadoody nature of it doesn't matter <laughs> No, this'll make sense. The cockadoody nature of it doesn't matter what bind he gets himself into, because all he has to do is say something that rhymes and all of a sudden everything is fixed. Yeah. Right. Um but you do get some uh, some very foundational concepts very early on, like the Living Tribunal and the fates that control the the big part of the Marvel universe. Um, he he deals with them, um, so he's important. He just wasn't very exciting for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. First impressions of this movie. Yeah. It's a well-made movie. There are funny parts. I mean, you're... I'm not really rooting for the main character. I fucking hate doctors. And surgeons are literally the worst. <laughs> um, so it's hard for me to give a shit. But it's like... It's just kind of a there movie. It wasn't like the most exciting thing I'd ever seen. It wasn't, it, and it wasn't even remotely by far the worst movie I've ever seen. It was just there. I don't give a flying crap about all of the folding buildings and other universes. And as far as I'm concerned, if I had that power, I would be doing wildly different things than the crap they're doing. <laughs> um, and we he went from I'm trying to heal. And, okay, well, along with the healing comes understanding the multiverse. Yeah. Sure, I could see that. But then, with no explanation at all whatsoever, they transition him without telling us how much time he spent there. We have no idea. The only thing that tells you the passage of time is all of a sudden he knows more shit and his hair's longer. Yeah. Um. All of a sudden, they transition him into fighting. And I'm like, what in the fuck does karate or jiu-jitsu or uh, fucking um, aikido or whatever it was it's he was doing tai chi. Um, have to do <laughs> with with magic and the multiverse? And they they very heavily hint. There's some kind of war coming. Yeah. You need to be prepared. But, like, he doesn't go, what the fuck do you mean? Why am I uh, karate chopping you? What's going on here? Not a single question. Just do whatever you're told. You guys have heard of the invention of gunpowder, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Here's what I'll say for hot takes. Uh-huh. I think that if you grew up liking Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. or even if you fell into him later in... in if you're a fan. If you are a, a Doctor Strange fan, 
this movie, I believe, is exactly what you were looking for. Somehow I doubt that. Not one time have I ever seen a comic book fan go, boom, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> so I don't believe you. Touche. Um, but I'm not a fan. And they should be making movies that everyone can enjoy. They should not be making movies for very specific people. You want your movies to make. Well, I mean, I guess they don't have to care because the comic book fans are giving them enough money, I guess. But don't you want to grow your audience? I think the MCU has. No. I mean, the MCU... It hasn't grown me. I've been watching this stuff for a year. And I'm not a fan. You, I would never... It's It's infiltrated my brain. One of these movies makes more of a profit than a year of the comics. Well, of course it does. Nobody reads comics anymore. Yeah. It's not. It used to be. Okay. The picture my dad painted, right, was you wait for these comic books to come out. You mow lawns and and shovel snow and, 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 you know, weasel your uh, parents for a fucking nickel to go buy this comic book. And it's special. You like take the comic book and you run to your room and you, and you sit at your desk and you read one page for 10 minutes and you make it last as long as possible. And then you very carefully put it away and put it on the shelf and keep it perfect. And, and, and then you sit there and you fucking wait for the next one while you're like your whole life as a little kid is getting the money to get the comic book and enjoying it. And then it's time to start all over again. It was like a, for my dad, it was a ritualistic. Hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't appear that it's really like that anymore. That it, they're not, you know, or at least not anywhere near the same number of people do that anymore. Yeah, well, comic books aren't 15 cents anymore either. They were a nickel. Yeah, these were 15 cents. Yeah, well, my dad was born in 1939, and they were. I I feel like I've got a I've got a comic book that's it that was like two cents. That was probably just not a popular one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but and just but my my dad funny. had um collected the Superman comics and his. Yeah, well, you'd say boo hiss until I said, "Look, here's my dad's Superman number one," and you wouldn't boo hiss anymore. It would be Action Comics number one. Superman number one didn't come for a long time later. Okay, comic book nerd, but you know what? My grandma decided he had too much clutter in his room and threw it away. Yeah, it's a very common story. Uh huh. Uh, should we die then? I thought we already were. No, we haven't started the movie yet. Oh. Okay, hit play. All right. So we start with the, the Marvel opener, uh, and then we jump straight to uh, some magic you dudes assaulting a library uh, with no real explanation. Nope. Um, but they they attack and behead the librarian and then steal a page out of a book before they get stopped. A mm. couple of pages out of the book, which me, not knowing what's going on, but you see, the book is in chains. Yeah. 
I'm thinking Harry Potter. These are special books. They're, they've got the books chained up like if you open it up, it's going to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then he rips pages out of it. Now, they've made these books look like it's like thousands of year old. Like back when they used animal skins to make books. Yeah. It's not parchment or paper or hemp or papyrus. It looks like animal skin. This is ancient, an ancient tome, and he just goes, rip. I got to ask, is it is it really that much easier to run off with a couple of pages than it is to run off with the whole book? Well, here's my assumption. You rip out a couple of pages, close the book, put it back. Nobody knows what you took. Except they were watching him do it. Well, they're idiots. However, if you take the entire book, you've taken the entire book. And they're not going to stop looking for you. Maybe they let a couple of pages go. Okay. Even though they, they know what spell he took. Uh, and that it's like the bring the world to an end spell. Sure. I'm not saying it makes any damn sense. I'm saying this is what I assume. Okay. But if they weren't watching him, I, they wouldn't. it would take you a gajillion years to find out what he took. Fair enough. I mean, with that beheaded librarian laying there, you're probably not looking through every book. However, the movie ends thusly. Rewind. <laughs> you can't have those pages, motherfucker. Boom, boom. Roll credits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but they've been breaking the rules of the universe. Oh, wait. Somebody's already breaking the rules of the universe, so it's fine. The movie lasts three minutes. <laughs> well, the ancient one uh, gets oh, up to him. The ancient one. And Can we talk about the ancient one? Yes. Tell me if I say to you, ancient one, mm -hmm. what is the picture in your head? Well, I'll without show. without looking at your phone. No, no, no. I, I have. I mean, I've seen met the ancient one in the comics. Well, so. I'm asking you what pops into your head. Yeah, I mean, like an old guru living on top of a mountain in Tibet. And what do we get? We get a bald woman. Mm-hmm. A bald white woman. Who looks to be in her 40s. No, she's definitely older than us. I just she looked like she was in her 40s. I didn't say she was. How pale do you think ancient Celts were? You think they were pasty? The, the uh, my ancestors? That's the ancient one from the comics. Well, that's a racist version of what I was thinking. <laughs> Not thinking green outfit, though. Boy, they really do love those bright colors, don't they? I mean, he gets updated as time goes on, but... Oh, I'm sure. Like, this is, this is like, some of the first panels he's in. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... I mean, I know white people have been around. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here now. But why do I feel as if white people just popped up onto the earth a couple few hundred years ago? I don't know. Because Here, because if you say ancient one, 
if you that that's a very whitewashed version of an Asian man, though. Look mm-hmm. at that. Um, if you say ancient one to me, I don't think white person. And also, certainly not, you know, a pasty white one. Like I'm thinking like a ancient picked woman is 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 tan at least. <laughs> oh no. She hasn't been in the sun very much lately. Well, but it just took it it was weird. It didn't make any sense to me. I didn't like it. Why why is I don't know. I don't like it. Although it does make sense that if there was gonna be an ancient one because she's breaking the fucking laws of the universe and doing something she's teaching other people not to do, that it would be a white woman to do that. <laughs> Like you all, you all have to follow the rules, but I, I don't. I'm special. What would the universe so be? So the ancient one's me? name is Karen, then. Uh huh. The <laughs> <laughs> ancient Karen. <laughs> so uh, she chases the thieves through a portal to New York City, uh, and then pulls them straight into the mirror universe without any explanation well, as to what it is. I didn't see them getting pulled into a universe. Yeah, they she she put up a wall, and all of a sudden they're in the universe. Yeah, she didn't. There wasn't like a portal, and she pulled them in. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, she conjured the mirror universe around them. Yes, okay. it's important because I didn't understand what happened. No, that's absolutely fair because they weren't explaining anything. No. Um, and then she gets badass like young Yoda. Uh, Young Yoda. Yeah, remember one of the Star Wars movies. I'm not a big fan of the Star Wars movies anyway, but one of the prequel movies, so the second trilogy. Jesus fucking Christ. Just say which one in chronological order. I don't remember which one. So don't say it in the most confusing way possible. Just tell me the thing and I'll know. Uh, They show Yoda younger than he was with Luke. Uh Uh-huh. And he like breaks out a lightsaber and he's bouncing around like a ping pong ball. And oh fuck! I know exactly ass. which movie you're. It's yeah. the worst, worst, worst movie ever. Him, he's going boingy, boingy, boingy. Oh yeah, fucking stupid! It was, it was badass. I, I believe it was that scene that made me turn that shit off. <laughs> but she's more badass than that. Oh, for God's sake! If that's the fucking scale. Flubber Yoda to ancient white woman. Jesus Christ, how sad are we? For the record, I am white. I'm allowed to say this shit. It's not racist. <laughs> okay, so then we cut to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is a brain surgeon, apparently. Hmm. He had that dude's head cut open. He's a brain surgeon. A neurosurgeon, if you prefer. Well, yeah. Sure. So, same do- job as uh, McDreamy. Oh, no. You made me watch Grey's Anatomy yesterday, so I'm getting surgeries fucked up in my head. It's okay. Um, I and- think wasn't about the surgery anyway. That was all about his stupid ego. Yeah. And while he's doing surgery, he's playing Name That Song. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's fucking Rain Man, apparently. Establishing his vast knowledge of music. Random, useless pieces of information. <laughs> yes, 
oh man, he's totally smarter than that guy from the Fantastic Four then. <laughs> uh, but as he's done with that surgery, his ex-girlfriend pulls him in to consult. Then, uh, I would like to get point of order current girlfriend. No, she yes. was his ex at the time. No, she wasn't. Yes. No, they were doing it still. No. Yeah. No, this was while they had broken up. I'm telling you right now. They were on a break. No, they aren't. Yes. No, they're not. No. I. He's just cold with her. At this point in time, they're on a break. Whatever. Whatever you say, Jay. Anyway, she pulls him in to consult on a guy that's been pronounced brain dead. Um, and he saves that guy, too. So we have now established that he's like the greatest surgeon to ever walk the earth. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, nobody can. Nobody can keep up. With you know, every surgeon, every surgeon thinks this about themselves. Especially neurosurgeons. Well, I've never met a neurosurgeon, but I'm telling you. Especially neurosurgeons on Grey's Anatomy. Well, no, I'm talking about people I've actually met, not characters on TV. They're the worst. <laughs> uh, so Strange gets a call, or he's on his way to a speaking engagement, uh, driving really way too fast in his fancy car, mm -hmm. uh, in a storm, on a really windy road. And it's funny, that's how Dr. McDreamy got taken out. <laughs> and he starts taking calls. Uh, to decide his next, uh, his next case. His next super special case. Yes, because he he is so awesome that he only takes cases that number one are special, and number two he knows he can do something with. I think Doctor Shepard is based off of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. One of the people that they, they asked him about is a an Air Force colonel whose spine got messed up in an experimental suit of armor. Yeah, which I knew was a fucking reference, but for the life of me, couldn't my brain went completely blank. Yeah, now I have to assume that it is a reference to Don Cheadle getting blown out of the sky in... War uh, machine. In the war machine armor. In Civil War. Not much of an armor. How is it then? However, if that's the case, that really shortens the time frame for Strange to spend in um, Kathmandu learning Fair magic. Enough. I'm telling you, they did that on purpose. So this could be all the way back to when... Um, Hammer was trying to develop Iron Man tech mm -hmm. and had uh, the Air Force guys doing um, Experiment. experiments in it. Sure. And that would give us a little more time. But And I just confirmed the other consult, the girl with a chip in her head to control her schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. um, this is an Easter egg that never went anywhere. We, I don't, this, this is not a reference to something we know or have seen. So... Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's no no exact way to place this, but if they are talking about Cheadle, then that really shortens the amount of like he. Well, but you can't tell yeah. how long. It, no, but in watching the movie, there the timeline 
It's not existent. This is fair, but by the time uh, um, Infinity War comes around, between between Cheadle's accident and Infinity War is not a lot of time. So. Okay. Yeah. How do you? I mean. Sure. Yeah. I literally don't care. Okay. Um, because this movie, I mean, why would they care about timeline when literally um, medical and legal procedure, like, completely non-existent in reality in all of these movies, really? It's like they don't want to waste the money on, on consultants. <laughs> well, he... Uh... Distracted driving in the rain too fast on a curving road uh, gets into a car accident. I'm shocked. And uh, he hasn't made it very far, apparently, because they lifeline his ass to the hospital he was just doing surgery in. Well, I mean, it's a helicopter. They they life flighted him to the, the hospital on a helicopter. Yeah, to the nearest one. Yeah. Which, well, how far do you think he's driving? Where do you think he's going, man? Not very far, apparently. Well, I mean, like, odds are it's in the same town. That's such a weird thing to focus on. Um, but they take him into the ER, and the guy that he showed up earlier is the surgeon for his hands. Uh, and apparently he was he was in the car for a while before they even found him, so... Tell me exactly how um, the guy, he showed up earlier, um, was a neurosurgeon, but then later um, performing surgery on his hands. Well, he, neurosurgeons work on nerves also all over your body. Yes, but... And so it was. it's the nerve damage that is causing Strange to not be able to use his hands very well. Well... Yeah, except, no, whatever. Again, the medical stuff, it, don't learn any medical anything or legal anything from these movies because they don't bother with accuracy. Um, we find Christine is, like, by his side through his recovery, which is great. It is That's because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, we don't normally show up for our exes at the hospital. But he's he's not recovering very well. Um, and he starts grasping at, at any experimental surgery he can. Blows through every bit of his savings. Although she said he, he probably he didn't have much. I got to have savings. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. He's he's working through physical therapy, and the uh, physical therapist says that he's seen a guy who was who was worse that fully recovered. Strange gets very interested in that, um, so he starts following that down, um, and finds the guy playing basketball. The guy had a completely severed spine, and now at the neck, he was. Um, cervical three and or four and five, I think they said. So that's up here. Okay. Completely severed, but he's playing basketball, and Strange wants to know how. And uh, dude 
gives him a little shit and then sends him to find the Kamertage. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> I feel like that just shows you how completely desperate he is because there's no way he, on a regular day, would have even entertained any of this. No, absolutely not. But he does, I mean, his identity is wrapped up in his. Oh, yeah. He says because, oh, because he, he likes to help people. Bullshit. Yeah. That ego is not about helping people. No. Um, he's kind of like Ellis Gray in Grey's Anatomy. Like, he's looking for the next. He's like Ellis Gray and uh, Dr. Shepard had a baby. <laughs> um, because he's after, like, the next big impossible surgery. Yeah. So that he can get the accolades and be special. Yeah. Yeah, but he'll paint it as, I need to challenge myself. I'm the only one that can do these things. And if I don't keep pushing myself, people will die. Yes, but the quote, I'm the only one that can do this, is a very uh, Donald Trump-esque view of shit. And much like Donald Trump, it's complete bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry, was that too political? <laughs> um, so... Asking around for the Comitage draws attention. Um, I mean, as it would, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And uh, he gets jumped in an alleyway. Uh, they, he doesn't have any money, but they want his watch, which we later find out Christine gave him. Yes, because their boyfriend and girlfriend. They had been, yes. It's, no, still were. I'm sorry, but that's... That's the only thing he la has left of his old life, and it's the watch that she gave him. Yeah. They're still together. They just have a weird, we don't have time for each other relationship. Okay. Because okay. how often are you going to see each other if you're both surgeons? Not very. Um, Stephen punches the guy, mm. one of the guys. Uh, with his jacked up hands, and that what doesn't go very well. Thinking? Impulse. Uh, although that should not ever be the impulse of a surgeon to punch somebody. Right. Like protecting your hands above all else. I mean, obviously his hands haven't been protected, but. Does it bother you that in that car accident, his hands are the only thing that's jacked up beyond all recognition? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's pretty true to the comic origin. Yeah, I don't care. What I'm saying is, you had a car accident. How often do you have a car accident where both hands are crushed and the rest of you is perfectly fine? What did he do? Stick his hands in the car's mouth and let the car go chomp? <laughs> what the they couldn't have like crushed his one of his whole arms or something like like he got he got thrown out of the car and like one of his hands got crushed under the car. Yeah. If, if his right hand had been crushed under the car, that would have been enough. But just from the wrist up on both hands is unbelievable. That's what a bitch gets for lagging in Wentworth. <laughs> yeah, but just the one. <laughs> um, so Mordo shows up. And saves him from these um, goons. But his watch gets broken. Um, 
Mordo takes him to Camaretage, uh, where he assumes that the old dude at the table is the ancient one. Me too. Yeah, me too, because that's what he looked like in the comics. Um, but no, the, it's a bald woman, and she gives him a little shit. Do you see all the scars all over her head? No. What do you mean no? I did they not. were pretty prominent. She looks like somebody peeled her skull off and then put it back together. Oh. I mean, everybody there had had some kind of thing that they needed to be saved from. Maybe maybe she also yes. almost died. If she's thousands of years old, they definitely performed brain surgery on her thousands of years ago. And she lived through that. Unless hmm. Stephen Strange went back in time and no, saved bullshit. her life. No. <laughs> um, he gets a little belligerent when she tries to open his eyes to new things, so she knocks him out of himself. Uh-huh. And it, and that's exactly what Mama means when she says she's going to knock you into next week. <laughs> this is what happens is, when Mama gets to three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I picture. Just your soul leaves your body. He comes back and he's still talking shit. So she sends him on a trip through the multiverse. Uh, meanwhile, he's no. like, what was in that tea? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this fucking complete bullshit. What are these stupid ass uni- quote unquote universes? In the multiverse, everything is possible. Listen, please do not mansplain oh, well, the multiverse. It like cotton candy universe. Uh-huh. And Yeah, I yeah. Film noir universe. But but no. No, not at all. Yes. No. Um my dad and I were talking multiverses before you even read a book. What I'm saying is it, he's he's Dancing around on a kaleidoscope. It's annoying. They should send him somewhere where, like, all the monkeys talk and all the people are in zoos. Or, like, something realistic looking. Uh, Why are they doing all this? I mean, like, the psychedelic crap. Why? Well, because for them, things that affected the outcome of the universe millennia ago... Even more would would vary the universe even more than just monkeys talking. Like if two atoms collided right after the Big Bang that weren't supposed to collide, the universe would be completely different. Yes, I know. That's not what I'm talking about. And then they have like universes where the laws of physics aren't even the same. Yeah. It's okay, but all of these universes, you all fucking breathe oxygen. All the air in the space. In the universe that he got sent to was all breathable. Well, maybe he didn't physically go to the universe. He just took a astral trip. Yes. Well, and all the rest of the time he was astrally projected. He was a ghost. And this time he was solid. They sent him. Like I'm saying, they didn't bother to sit down and think about it. And they, they could have done way cooler stuff than Kaleidoscope World. Yeah. Where he's literally floating in space. In space. 
where it's all breathable. It's just supposed to be fun. Well, I'm not here for fun. And I think we established that. You're the one that's here for fun. And psychedelic. And I'm here against my will. No, it's like fucking Ant-Man. How is he breathing when he's smaller than the molecules of air that he needs to breathe? We'll see what happens when he takes it in a breath. The air around him gets shrunk down to his size. How? Pin particles. Pin particles jump out of him, out of his body. He creates a, he resonates a. No, he doesn't. You know why I know that? Because they didn't establish that. The TARDIS. No. Stop. Bubble of breathable air around him. Stop. That's stupid. No. At the very least, he should be wearing a little helmet like an astronaut. I mean, he does have a helmet. Like an astronaut. And it's got those cool little With things air. right in front of his face. Like mandible things. Yeah. Those make the air form. No, they don't. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> Stop it. Because I've seen him plenty of times shrunk with no fucking helmet on, Jay. So when Stephen Strange comes back from the multiverse trip. And how? How does he come back? She fucking sent him on a trip and brought him back. <sighs> but when he comes back and he's in front of her, he's like, teach me everything. And she says, no, get out of my fucking house and throws him out in the alley. Yeah, well, because that's how you get a man to want you. You get rid of him. Yeah. And so then he is forced to do the um, the scene in Fight Club where they sit on the porch for three days getting yelled at before they get let in. What do you mean they sit on the porch for three days and get yelled at? You mean the training? Before they're allowed into the house for the training, they had to like sit through getting yelled at on the porch for three days. Yeah, because they're they're deprogramming them. Yeah. It was just a reference. No, what he did was he sat out in the rain for three days until they finally gave up. Yeah. It it's was not it, that's a bad reference, Bane. Says you. Yeah, says me. My opinion's the only one that matters here. Um Oh, God, I'm so bored now. This movie is so blah that you reading it back to me is making me bored. So Strange gets to meet Wong, and we have a fun little exchange about people with one name. Sure. It was so funny. Um, Wong's the new librarian. Uh, he and he takes it very seriously. He does take it very seriously. He also takes it pretty seriously when Steve's like, oh, come on, you know who Beyonce is. And then later he's listening to single ladies on his headphones. Yeah, because is that because he was a fan and he was just fucking with him? Or is that because he wanted to know who Beyonce was and he was checking it out? From what I from from meeting more of Wong later, I think it's the same one. Like he decided to investigate and learn more. Yeah. Um. But, like, Strange goes straight to the uh, Chained Up books and is like, I know absolutely nothing, so just give me the most dangerous book you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, they, he says, oh, that's not for you. That's only for the masters. So, of course, that's the first thing he's going to grab. Yeah. 
Because he's an impatient child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is more like out of Harry Potter or like Dark Willow trying to get to the books that Giles said no. No, this is like um, Xander being told he's not allowed to look at the porn on the computer. <laughs> um, no, he just he just thinks he's entitled, babe. He is a white guy uh, culturally appropriating magic that he's learning from a white woman and a bunch of random people from all over. And this is none of their cultures. They're making it their culture. I don't think that's how it works. They've been adopted into the culture. You can only get adopted into the culture by someone of that culture. I mean, the ancient ones have been doing this for a millennia or so, so if anybody can adopt you into the culture, it's her. I, no, I don't agree. Mm. Uh, we start getting some training sessions, which is good. Uh, Although, as you mentioned, time is not very well defined here. Nope. Which is pretty bad for a timey-wimey movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just a week. So and that's why Wong got that look on his face when Chick was like, you're a master now. And Wong was like, duh fuck? <laughs> um, Strange is having trouble tapping into the power. So. Yeah, at least he wasn't perfect at that. I'll give him this. For the movie. At least they didn't make him perfect at it. He's no Hermione. He's definitely uh, wrong. So uh, the Ancient One is like, okay, in order to control it, you have to surrender to it. And he calls that stupid. So she throws him uh, through a portal into Mount Everest uh, and says, hey, you've got probably about five minutes before you die. Uh, Figure it out. Mm -hmm. And leaves. Yeah, I don't know what I how I feel about this because I I could see the logic in you have to or you're gonna die. So I mean some people work better with pressure, right? Yeah. I definitely work better if I'm five minutes before a deadline. But some people, like my brother, you put him in the situation, he'll just lay down and die. It- it oh, has, it's it's too much stress. Adding the stress to it just makes it harder. It has to be assumed that she knew that he was a, a sink or swim kind of guy. After knowing him for a week. And so she put him in that position. Sure. Uh, but it works, and he figures out how to use the sling ring. Barely. He looked half dead. And uh, now he's tapping into magic. So... Good for him. Yeah. I mean, it was a real uh, love biter there. I had no idea if he was actually going to figure this out or not. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we get another funny scene. Even though, like, Wong told him that anybody who stole books from his library would be dead before he left the library. Um, this is a very Harry Potter-esque scene also. Strange is making mini portals to steal books from the library. That's from... so totally something I would do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure where this happened, but I, I wanted to mention um, 
when Chick is talking to uh, the ancient one is talking to Doctor Strange, she said uses the term the real world. Okay. And that really fucking annoyed the shit out of me because I, as a non-comic book reader, am watching this movie and learning all of the rules of this universe from the movie. So when she says the real world to me, what that says to me is there is one real world and all these other universes are some kind of construct. Yeah, I get that. Um, um, because because they're all real worlds. And it's it's the next scene where she takes him into the mirror dimension to show him a place where he can practice his spells without any consequences. No, without any consequences to, quote, the real world. Yes. Now, whatever this mirror universe is and whatever that means and whatever the rules are there, there are consequences in that universe. And that's here. And that's where the white girl Karen bullshit comes into play, because she acts like um, the autonomy of these other universes is completely unimportant. You can go to this universe and destroy everything, and it won't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, well, except, how do you know? Mirror dimension aside, let's say that the mirror dimension is a pocket dimension that they have crafted on their own that doesn't exist. Yes, actually. let's completely write a whole side chapter. Let's, that, we'll write that side chapter. Sure. But the... You the, know how I feel the, about that. The rest of it, the... Uh, their ability to cast spells is dependent upon them drawing energy from the multiverse and which makes channeling it. No sense. But which okay. doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does speak to your point of all of these other dimensions that exist mm -hmm. that they are taking from mm -hmm. to make their will be done here. Yeah. Uh, and it is kind of a, a rape and pillage situation where what is the effects to the other? Now, okay, it's a drop in the bucket in the vast multiverse, the energy they're taking, but still. Well, if but if you hold our universe, our dimension, as sacred. Yes. And the rules of our universe are sacred and not to be broken then that should hold for all of the universes. Just because you don't live there doesn't mean that it's not exactly as important as ours. For all you know, if you trash that universe, it affects all of the others. Absolutely. Because in our universe, in on our planet, let's just say, I don't know about the whole universe, but I feel like it is, on our planet, everything is connected. If you take one animal out of the ecosystem, the whole ecosystem suffers. Now, it'll adapt because that's what it does, but it suffers. Yeah. Um. So if you're sucking, whatever, this stupid bullshit non-science thing they're doing, sucking energy from one universe, you don't know what you're sucking from. You don't exactly. know what you're taking. For all you know, there's a universe out there where another planet, almost exactly like ours, except Michael Jackson didn't die. Um. Uh, and, and like you're like the enemy vortex sucking shit off of that earth or whatever. You're the bad guy somewhere. Yeah. Because say this is magic, quotation marks. Um, 
there's an equal and opposite reaction in magic, just like there is in science, right? Because magic is science. You just don't understand. If you do something, there are equal consequences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you give something to yourself, you're taking from somewhere else. Yes. Um. So this whole concept of bad, wrong, stupid, they should stop. Yeah, and... Especially her living forever bullshit. What is she ruining? Apparently she's drawing energy from the dark dimension where uh, Dormammu lives. But <laughs> Dormammu. That... And tell me that doesn't sound like a bad guy from Ghostbusters. Uh, but he lives there because he's been drawing entire other dimensions into his dimension to eat Which them. means she's contributing to... The destruction of the entire dis- universes. Yes. Absolutely. I think that, um, well, I know for a fact that this will get explored um, as we go forward into what is current MCU. Um, the King the King saga is going to touch on this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, well, just. We'll remember we had this conversation. Yeah, that, it's just that it just for future reference, the ancient one was is probably the worst bad guy we've got because she's doing all the bad guy stuff and making it look like she's a good guy, which to me is way worse than a guy that's just the bad guy. Yeah. Um. So they do do a, a fighting scene, um, Mordo and. Stranger sparring and Mordo pulls out the staff of the living tribunal. Your cat was just staring at me like all oh, psycho. <laughs> um, the living tribunal is one of the primal forces of the universe. Like Strange has had to save Earth from him several times from it, I guess. You know, um, if they just killed bad guys, we wouldn't have to keep... This is not something... This is like a foundational force of the multiverse. You you can't just kill the Living Tribunal. Okay, so wait. The Living Tribunal is one individual creature thing? Yes. So why is it called the Tribunal? It's got three heads. <laughs> I, so? It's a tribunal that passes judgment on major events in the universe. Who died and made him the tribunal? I think he existed before people were alive to die. It's a primal force of the universe, like bigger than. That sounds really dumb. Like above the gods. Is he bigger than? Is it it bigger than a planet? Yes, and doesn't have to be. What? It's like a primal force. It it doesn't. It, it's not corporeal. It, yeah, it's not. Except it has three heads. Yeah. You can't be non-corporeal and yet have three heads, babe. It, it's either corporeal or it is not. Unless it can be what it wants to be because it's a primal force of the universe. Okay, well, so it's a shape-shifting cloud? It's like a deity, but it's actually more powerful than... How can it be more powerful than all-powerful? Well, because most of the gods aren't really all-powerful. Like, Odin, he's pretty powerful, but... You know, that well, so he's Q? Yes, but bigger. 
No, Not Q like can bigger, be, but more Q powerful. can be as big as he wants. Yeah, okay, he's a Q. The Living Tribunal is a Q. But, you know, when you say tribunal, I think of like a panel of people. Yes. Not a single entity. Yes. It's a single entity. I think we're we're really laying into this too hard. It's annoying to me because you give me a picture. Every time you say tribunal, I've been picturing a table with like six dudes at it. Yeah, living tribunal. Oh, show me a picture. Yes, that'll help. Yeah. Because the drawing in the comic book is going to accurately depict the made-up magic creature. Oh, that looks so familiar. Yeah. Like the head spins so that a different head can talk. Yeah, sure. You know, I've got a porcelain doll that does that. There's a, there's a He-Man guy that has oh that's what it is yeah that's the he-man dude uh yeah i wonder who stole whose idea there i've got a i've got a porcelain doll that does that you spin the little top and and she has like three or four different faces there's him with infinity and i can't remember who that other one is that is so dumb though the primal forces of the universe man yeah whatever yeah, okay. Um, Let me read some comic books written by girls, because the dudes are fucking it up. Anyway, uh, Mordo has the staff of the Living Tribunal, uh, which... Whatever that means. Is, I guess is pretty powerful. And Steve wants a it's relic. A, it's a stick. It's a magic he, stick. He, 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 like, extends it, and it... Yeah. But it's still just a stick. He smacks it around. It's not like magic. He's whacking people with it. Like I used to whack my brother with a tobacco stick. <laughs> Is what magic? Did I miss the part where it like shot out sparks or some shit? Or yeah. zap people into a different universe? When he hits you with it, you feel very judged. Are you being serious? No, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Mordo is actually a bad guy in the comics. Sure. Like, he's constantly trying to assassinate the Ancient One so he can take over. So I don't know what this... Oh, they've completely is. rewritten that story. Yeah. Um, the Ancient One is already out. Um, yeah, so Steve gets told he gets a relic when the relic chooses him. Yeah, um, it's... <sighs> So he goes and, like, steals the Eye of Agamotto. We didn't steal it, per se. He snaps it up. He was exploring it. And then uses it to unsteal the pages of the book that Cassilius just took. I mean, could be argued he was being helpful. Could be. Uh, I mean, like, here's my question. If he rewound and took the pages, does that mean the pages came out of... Whatever his name's pocket. Cassilius. Did they come out of his pocket? I, I've got to imagine so. Because, I mean, seems a little too easy there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Although they, nobody bothered to do it before the dude memorized the spell. <laughs> apparently this is a very bad idea uh, because both Wong and Mordo uh, yelled at him about it. Yeah, because you can't use magic to have everything you want. Uh, and then we get a little ex- exposition about uh, the uh, shit. The word 
Which one? The Sanctum. The, the Oh, yeah. We get a little bit exposition about the Sanctums and the sanctity of time and space and Oops. the whole purpose of all these guys. It's our, our time and space, though. Uh, and we get else. this just in time for the London Sanctum to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, right while Steve is still wearing the Eye of Agamotto. Uh, so he gets thrown through the door to New York. Uh, and Cassilius shows up uh, and kills the master of the New York Sanctum. So then we get uh, Harry Potter fighting Voldemort. I mean, this brand new wizard fighting this guy who's been doing it for decades. Um, and using Expelleramas to keep himself alive. I have no comment. <laughs> I mean, that's what this was, right? Like, he knows one spell. Yeah, okay. And doesn't even know it very well. But his one spell is stick that smacks people. <laughs> I mean, you know, a stick that smacks people is always handy. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Yeah. He manages to throw the minions through these uh, teleporting window things that can change locations. And again, he does it without understanding what it is. Yeah. Or what it does. He doesn't know. Oh, this pissed me off. He when he first shows up before before anybody shows up to to have a fight, he just turns the fucking dial. Yeah. Without knowing how to get it back or if anybody was there. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just killed like a whole you Like he could be blinking a universe out of yeah. existence. Because I mean, because that's what children do. They walk in and they touch everything. Yeah. That's not an adult thing to do. Ugh. You sure as fuck without asking somebody, what is this? Open the door to it. I I full on expected that wave to come up out of the ocean and like flood the room. <laughs> oh. Um, I just it drives me nuts. And and there's always when someone's learning magic in a universe, and they do shit like that. There are never good enough consequences for that stupidity. No. No, his consequences are getting even more fucking power. Yeah. So. Maybe or maybe not. He's stranded these people at the very least or killed them. Sent them to different dimensions or a different place on in this dimension. God only knows. Yeah. But likely that guy he dropped in the desert, dead. Yeah. Is that is that the Gobi? Is that fucking Mars he just got dropped or on? Or ancient Egypt. Yeah. Does that guy know how to open a portal and come back? You don't know. But they didn't open a portal and come right back, so I got to guess not. Because they're not <laughs> Well, gonna... not everybody has sling rings. Shh. Whatever. Uh, we get a cute uh, verbal sparring uh, where Strange gets called Mr. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's Strange. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Um, and then they fight for a while. Steve gets saved by the magic cloak. Magic carpet cloak. Yeah. It acts just like the magic carpet in Aladdin. We sure do, as humans, really like our uh, anthrop- 
porphyrized. Uh, oh boy, did you butcher that word? Objects. Anthropomorphic. No, just, just just Google it so that you can look at the word. Anthropomorphized. That says antagonize. Because that's how bad you're saying it. Anthropomorphized. Anyway, we like those objects too. Do we? Because what bothers me is these are what? Sentient creatures? Creatures with their own desires. Yeah, um, these, yes, sure. I, there are several objects in these universes that this is a cloak that is sitting prisoner in a glass case. Yep. For untold amounts of time. Yes. It can't get out because it only jumps out when they break the glass. Mm-hmm. And then it decides, oh, there's my owner. Yep. And it it steers him to um, it saves him several times, and then steers him to this like uh, uh, prison armor yeah. thing. When when Doctor Strange wants to go for this other thing, he yeah. says no over here. This is the better idea. And a couple of times he goes no back over here. This is what you want. Yeah. So this is a sentient alive. Just- Creature with its own thoughts and desires, but cannot speak and does not have freedom. Yeah, yeah. And is smarter than Strange is because... Well, smarter or more knowledgeable. Sure. Smart isn't a good measure of anything. Fair enough. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, this, this relic... Don't like it. Yeah, no, that's... It's just like the magic carpet. It's like the genie. I, I'm merely a slave here to do your will. That's way yuckier than I want it to be. Well, that's what I saw. It's all, oh, but it's all cute. It uses its little corners as hands, and yeah. and it saves him and whatever. Yeah. Um. But the the cloak helps Strange get uh, Cassilius trapped in that rack armor prison thing pretty wicked looking it was it looked pretty painful uh and effective yeah it was like a in a hog tie position um yeah defying gravity thing (laughs) and while he's he's penned up strange for some reason fucking takes the the mouth guard off so the dude can talk yeah, but you could hear him talking with the mouth guard on. And dude makes a a pitch uh, for for Strange to join forces because Normammu is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it does not sound like the greatest thing ever. It sounds like this is the exact same kind of bad guy as in every Marvel movie. Guy wants to kill everything. His idea of the universe is better than ours. Every fucking bad guy. And uh, strange, strange is now. I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to believe the stuff I've been told for a week of the stuff I just heard right now. Um, well, I mean, you know, you can feel what's right and what's not. 
killing the whole universe, probably bad. And then dude starts laughing at him uh, because somewhere in the fight, Strange lost his sling ring. And so, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Somewhere in the fight, Strange lost his sling ring. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, that is not what I heard. And so one of the million minions shows up and uh, stabs him. Yeah, right in the heart, Jay. Um, right in the heart. Yeah, he's he's pretty fucked. His pericardial sac is filling with blood. Um, the minions attack. Cloak saves him again, uh, and he teleports to Christine. Uh, because because she's his girlfriend. She's the only one he trusts to save his life. But he doesn't really trust her to save nope, his life because sure he astral projects to mansplain surgery to her while she's saving his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and my favorite part is um, she he's stabbed in the heart or near the heart. Yeah. His pericardial sac is filling with blood, which means it's injured in some way. So... She, by herself, which is definitely not kosher, while he's awake, is stitching his chest back together without having gone in to stitch up his internal damage. While he's awake. Because he's not astral projecting while she's stitching him back together. Yeah. Which means she popped a local into a stab wound. That's deep enough to have reached the middle of his body cavity. How does that not bother you? No. Because I'm distracted by the astral fist fight that happens throughout the hospital. Oh, and this looks exactly like that time on Star Trek where uh, Rolaren and Jordy and Aromulan get uh, cloaked and um, phased. Phased. Not really phased, but uh, their their molecules are are not solid anymore, and and they're running around the spaceship, somehow walking on the floor, <laughs> and yet also um, they kick the Romulan into the wall, and he just flings through space, but the floor is solid, so just don't think about it too hard. Yes. That's the mantra is, of comics. This is exactly that same. It, the fight looks exactly the same, though. <laughs> like, through walls and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Well, he wins this fight through a very interesting method. She uses the uh, wake-up-the-heart paddles and shocks him, giving his astral self enough energy to fry the bad guy's astral self. Well, I feel like it was more, it was more, um, somehow the electricity jumped from his body to his soul and then from his soul to the other guy's soul who was touching him. And then from that guy's soul to that guy's body, because the souls are still connected, even though they're projected. <laughs> so it stopped his heart wherever he was. Yep. I mean, you could explain that away. That one thing. I can kind of see how that would work. Doesn't mean I like it, but I could make up an explanation. 
And then she is practically a, a blubbering mess while she's stitching him together, which... Which we call bullshit. Yeah, like, take away any bit of awesome that is this woman who is a surgeon uh, yeah. in her own right. Well, in order and, to be a surgeon, you have to be able to shut off your emotions. That's why surgeons are dicks. Yeah. You have to be able to shut off your emotions so that you can think quickly while, and logically. cutting people apart. Yeah. Yeah. So she wouldn't be bawling her eyes out and acting like a fool, I wouldn't think. Show me a surgeon that has that's that emotional during surgery, and I'll show you someone I won't ever let touch me. <laughs> I would much rather have a Dr. House than a blubbering idiot. But she's got to be a really good surgeon, because it takes like five minutes for him to go from... Oh, my, Jesus motherfucking Christ. My it, peritoneal sack is filling with blood, yeah. to I'm just going to walk through this... Uh, Always. Yeah, no. It's, see, his heart is damaged. It the, Having blood in your heart sac means that your heart doesn't have room to pump. So it stops pumping correctly until you take the blood out. But you're, just because she sucked the blood out doesn't mean the injury that made the blood go in there is fixed. Yeah. So I'm assuming that what we're supposed to gather from this is... For some reason, he panicked. He couldn't magically fix the heart thing because he panicked. But then he, she touched him and he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I can heal myself with my brain. Oh, okay. And then he blinks a dimension out of existence so he can stitch up his heart with his magic. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm guessing. He goes back to the sanctum where he gets offered a mastership of the sanctum because now it needs a master. Oh, yeah, because, like, there are no other people that have been practicing this for years and years and years. But he he doesn't want to kill again, and so he's hesitant. I took an oath to do no harm. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but the bad guys show up again, so he, like Harry Potter, uses the one spell he's been taught and pulls them into the mirror dimension. Uh, where we find well, out that's now two spells, Jay. Fair enough. Where we find out that the mirror dimension is really close to the dark dimension, and so they're stronger here than he and than they are in the real world. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what could have prevented this? Somebody like telling him things. Yeah. <laughs> or them not giving a novice a mastership. Yeah. Just saying. Like a regimented uh, training process that starts like with with gates where you, you get given certain abilities and, and No, you mean like levels in Scientology? <laughs> you know, you have to go do the classes and pay for the books and the and the worksheets. I was thinking of levels in D and D where you gain experience and then gain access to higher level spells. Oh, so but... like Scientology. <laughs> it's the same. Oh, shit. Um, ask, ask Tom Cruise. He'll tell you. Um, but in the in the mirror dimension, we get another really psychedelic fight scene uh, where people are falling through. And yeah, stop looking. Uh, it, I already know how the fight's going to end, so there's no reason for me to look at it. Um, yeah. Lots Honestly, of I already know how the movie's going to end, so there's no reason to watch it. <laughs> This is where we get Stan's cameo. Um, 
And just when it looks like everything's going to uh, turn out badly, the Ancient One creates this, like, tournament space so they can have a fight. Uh, and she's doing all right, but ends up uh, killed. So Steve then snatches her up and takes her right back to Christine mm-hmm. so that they can try and save her. And Christine's face, when he yells her name, is the same face I'm making. Yeah. Like, she needs to make a rule. Like the night nurse. Don't be fucking calling me while I'm in the middle of work. Um, so she starts she, she starts coding, pops her actual self out of her body. Pops her ass drill self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, For a second, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. And so Steve pops out of his body and follows her. Um, and she gets to give him one more lesson about time and whatever the meaning of whatever life nobody cares and whatnot whatever oh i'm so devastated this person i've known for like three seconds is dead now after all the millennia she's slowing down her last moment (sighs) so she can watch it snow in new york no did you see any snow not new york there's no snow I just picture it being in Seattle. I don't know why. It, it would have had to have been the West Coast based on that highway he was on when he had his accident, because that highway is not New York. Oh, no. Um, but his sanctum's in New York. You know what? They can teleport to wherever they fucking want. She could be in Boise, for all I know. Well, except for the fact that um, they're, where, they're at his home base, because that's where his girlfriend is, yeah. at his home hospital. Yeah. We wouldn't teleporting before he had the power to teleport. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, the sanctums in New York, great, but <sighs> his home hospital. Well, did you see him walking through a portal to get to her? No. You saw him walk out the fucking window while he was astral projecting. Whatever. I, I literally don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> okay. This is not worth arguing about. Um... Yeah, so the Ancient One dies. Bye. Um, like, oh no. He, Strange has a tender moment with Christine, uh, and then he sacks up and decides he's going to save the universe. So uh, while Cassilius is going after the Hong Kong Sanctum, uh, Wong is the one that's guarding it. Although it didn't look like Wong was one of the Sanctum Masters. I don't know what's no, going on. No, a fucking librarian. Yeah. I don't know why Wong is the central figure guarding the Sanctum, but whatever. Um, Strange grabs up Mordo and goes to join the fight, but the Sanctum has already fallen. So uh, Strange decides to rewind time. To before the sanctum fell. Yeah, I mean, well, that is the logical thing to do if you don't give a flying fuck about the rules. <laughs> um, and this is a fairly interesting fight scene, fighting back through time. Hmm. I mean, they just rewound what we already watched. Well, not really, because as well, he was, at first, yeah, and then as he's touching people, they're moving forward, 
while the why, why did he keep doing that I, I think at first like the the bad guys that he touched were on accident also I think Cassilius was strong enough to wake himself up yeah. um, sure without a special time ring he could totally just disobey the laws of physics yeah I mean, it was an interesting fight, and... Um, you know, I bet Neil deGrasse Tyson watches this movie and just bites his cuticles. <laughs> it was an interesting enough fight. Uh, and then Steve hears something and gets the idea to take the fight to Dormammu. 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 Okay. So, where when am I I'm hearing that in my memory. Like Doamu. I know a short round says something a word similar to that. But like I'm hearing like a chant. I don't know what it is. It's been driving me nuts. The name sounds so familiar. Okay. Um so Steven goes into the dark dimension. Uh with, I love how that's the height of their imagination there. <laughs> with uh, the eye of Agamotto and uh, confronts Dormammu, who then kills him, only to find Steve showing back up and wanting to talk again. Yeah, how? He locked, he used the, the eye of Agamotto, which is the... T- Infinity Stone, the Time Stone, mm. to create a time loop. So he created the time loop before he got. Yeah, taken. as he showed up. Okay. And he locks this creature who doesn't know anything about time in a time loop and dies over and over and over again. He has like a Groundhog Day of. Did you not expect this guy to go moisturize me? <laughs> no, I did not. Sure. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, anytime I see just a head, I think, moisturize me. <laughs> see, you guys ruined me by making me watch all this shit. Uh, ruined me. You know, I used to reference, like, the classics. And, and now I'm referencing Doctor Who and Bullcrap TV. This is what having children do to you. It makes your brain mush. Uh, so the 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 big bad demon boy uh, doesn't like being trapped in a time loop. Dormammu and stop killing the same guy over and over and over again. So See, now it would take me a few tries to get bored with that one. How many different ways can I kill you? Well, I mean, how Let many me count them? <laughs> I'm sure that it took quite a few deaths before he gave up, right? And he. He tells Strange that uh, it's going to be very painful keeping him locked in this time loop. And Strange says that pain is an old friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because at one time he hurt his fingers. Yeah. And, I mean, much like Groundhog Day, where we don't see every iteration. Annoying. Right. We he, don't... Okay, so here's the movie reference for me this time. This is... Uh, Sam Wheat singing Henry VIII 
to Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> and Ghost to get her to do what he wants. And I'm telling you, as an older sibling, that shit works. So he gets Dormammu to promise to leave Earth alone, or at least his Earth, mm -hmm. and to take his followers away from it. Uh, yeah, the infinite universe is no skin off his nose. Yeah. None. In exchange for his, his freedom back into his timeless space. Yeah, there's another universe exactly like that one, minus a single detail for him to fuck with. Yeah. The hell does he give a shit for? I mean, infinite, guys. It sounds like just a word, but it's pretty fucking big. Infinite numbers of universes. Yeah. A new universe for every decision you've ever fucking made. Times all the individual people that exist on the planet. And that's just our planet. You don't know what other planets are doing. Like Asgard. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Strange comes back uh, and finishes rewinding time. The Sanctum is fine. Um, he makes a joke about the warnings come after the spells, and Wong actually laughs. Oh, yeah, yeah, because um, you don't give the warning first because you're expected to read everything. It's like a recipe. You don't just start the recipe before you read the whole thing through. Do people do that? Just like go get the ingredients and start going before you know the whole thing? I mean, I've done it. I don't, you know, what if you're baking going the these recipe? cookies isn't going to open a portal into the... Like, no, but, however, what if you're like halfway through the recipe, like you find out you need a tool that you don't own? And then what are you fucking doing? Improvise. Well, there are some people who can improvise, and then there are some people who just stay the fuck out of the kitchen. Panic! Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, a, spe a, a, a recipe is a spell. In it's panic the, 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 the thing at the end isn't magic, it's food. It's the same thing. Spells, like, in the real world, witchy spells are just recipes. Right? Okay. You read the whole thing. First, to make sure you have everything you need. You gather all the ingredients and all of the tools, and then you start. So him bitching about the, the warning being at the end is bullcrap. He wouldn't start a surgery without knowing he had all the fucking tools next to him. Well, he expects somebody else to have made that Oh, happen. he expects somebody else to do all the work, and maybe that's why he doesn't understand how to learn in a magic library. Why is it that? Cool shit like that is always wasted on dumbasses. I don't know. Do you know what I would do if I got a hold of a secret door with a magic library on the other end? Start with A. <laughs> um, Mordo, however, is very upset because they have broken all the rules that he was taught. Well, does it matter? Doctor Strange wasn't taught any of these rules, so it's fine, right? Sure. He's not breaking any rules he was taught. Um, but they they maybe, sure, they saved the world, but they had to, like, break the laws of nature to do it. Ugh. So he, he quits the team. 
Who made up those rules? Who knows? A god? Nature. No. If nature had made up the rule, then there would be an immediate consequence. Maybe she's on vacation. Yeah. Why is nature always... Oh, never mind. I know why nature is always a she. Uh-huh. Bounty and life-giving. Yeah, because no dude ever made anything. Um, Strange puts the eye of Agamotto back, and this is where Wong tells him it's probably a good idea because you shouldn't be walking around with an infinity stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we, we check our tally, and we've seen all but two of the infinity stones. Now, the, well, the ones I know about are Loki's blue one, this green one, and Vision's yellow one. Those are the ones I know about. Okay, yeah, so we've got the Tesseract. So the Tesseract, isn't that the um, Loki stone in his staff? No. So Loki, they had two Infinity Stones in Asgard? Yeah. There is a theory that Odin was actually trying to collect all the stones until he found out what it would cost to get the Soul Stone, and then he gave up. What does it cost to get the Soul Stone? Well, I'm not spoiling that. Oh, please. Like, I'm going to remember what you said a month from now. But so the Space Stone is the blue one. That's the Tesseract. We've seen that. That's the color of the one that's in Loki's staff. Um, No, Loki's staff. Oh, it it was blue inside of the staff, but once he gets it out of the staff, it's yellow. And that's the Mind Stone. And that. Oh, wait. So Vision Stone is Loki Stone? Yes. Shit. Well, then, damn. Um, The Red Stone we haven't met yet. We'll meet. um, The Purple Stone is the Power Stone. uh, Which we haven't met yet either. The Time Stone. The Soul Stone. So we've met three of them? Well, I had... Um, the eye stone, Loki stone, and uh, Vision's yellow stone. So yeah, just three. Because yeah. if Loki's stone is the yellow one, then the Tesseract is the only other one. So I just didn't realize. Sure, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, boredom. And the Power Stone is the one that um. Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy was stealing. I like I remember any of that movie. Okay. Big pile of crap. So we've met a few of the stones. Sure. All right, that's the end of the movie. We get an after credit scene where uh, Doctor Strange is interviewing Thor and asking him why he's brought Loki to uh, his world. Um, and says he will help them find Odin so the Asgardians will go away uh, for the safety of our planet. Cute little thing where he's filling up the stein of beer for Thor while he's talking to him. Uh, Then the after-after credits scene uh, in a workshop uh, Mordo shows up and takes the power back from Pangborn, uh, paralyzing him again. And uh, his theory is that the problem with the world is that there are too many sorcerers. He's probably not wrong, considering um, Doctor Strange was just breaking the laws of the universe to give Thor 
uh, the same cup of beer over and over again. Or he was magically creating the beer. Oh, he wasn't rewinding so that Thor could have more beer? Well, then he would have undrank the beer. What fun is that? You don't need the beer once it's in your stomach. Isn't the point of beer drinking it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that as a, a time rewinding so much as like a, a beer stein of infinite beer. Whatever. I literally don't give a shit. I'm so <laughs> fucking bored. Oh, Listen, it's been a year. I think that I can go ahead and declare myself right. Um, this will be my last episode because I'm not a fan. You can't make me. I don't like it. Boom. It's not true. It is true. I don't like it. I'm yeah, not it's not your last episode. No, I was just teasing. Okay, good. No, okay. if you're going to make me do this all the way to the end. And then... beyond. Oh, shit it. <laughs> so. Ugh. What? What was the best part of the movie? I don't know. Mm. You know, I never am thinking about that. While I'm watching the movie, that's too many things to ever think about at the same time. Yeah, but then we have like fun day to think about it. I'm not thinking about it. Listen, when we have fun day, I'm thinking, mmm, fun. <laughs> and then we go to Goodwill and I'm going, mmm, Goodwill. Then we come home and I'm thinking, ugh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not thinking about. Like, the only time I thought about this movie yesterday was while we were at the restaurant. And then I was like, shit, we can't talk about this because then it we won't have it to talk about for the podcast. Um, so I had to stop thinking about it because then I was going to ruin everything. Because, you know, these are fucking masterpieces that we're doing here, do we? <laughs> Like, I always do this off the cuff. It's not like I've written down what I'm going to say. So if I if I already say it, I'm not going to be able to say it again in a genuine way. You know what I mean? No, this is fair. Um, best part of the movie. Um, you know the best part of the movie. Uh, was the library. Okay. Okay, so. You can, if you look at the library, you just pause the movie and look at the library with nobody in it. You can smell that room. It smells like old paper, some kind of incense, like a patchouli or, or uh, you know, something like that. And and uh, and it's like lit by fire and not harsh electrical light. And it's like a moderate temp, like a comfortable temperature. You know, it's like a comfortable, quiet, sort of dark room. Um, and these like ancient tomes all chained on the wall that make them look even more mysterious. And it's full of like magic and knowledge, like the potential for you to be like a master at this knowledge is just surrounding you. It's just the coolest damn thing I can think of. Somebody has to occasionally grease those chains so they don't go rusty. So you've got that. Well, in order 
to keep those books healthy. You have to keep that room at a certain humidity and uh, temperature, so those chains would never rust. Oh, okay. Also, magic. Um, yeah, so wh- I stopped listening to the movie for a while while they were in the library because I was just, I was, I was being Hermione for a minute, and I was sitting at the table with the book. And have you ever picked up like a really old book that's like really heavy? And and opened it. It makes this sound, this like paper crinkling, you know, and the pages are all kind of thin and flint. It's just, it's just magic. The books themselves are magic, and then and then there's magic written on the pages. Yeah. It's the. It was definitely the best part of the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want my art room to look like. That library right there. <laughs> <laughs> What was the worst part of the movie? Okay, so never mind the fact that uh, she's pretty accurate to the comics. We have come too far in the MCU to be treating a woman like we treated Christine. Ineffectual, ancillary. Well, she wasn't ineffectual. Basically. She stitched him back up. Sure. He did mansplain surgery to a surgeon, though. Uh she, her only purpose was to be like, see, we've got a girl in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I just, Christine's whole, her whole role, the. Yeah. The the ex-girlfriend who still likes him and can't get over him and comes to him for advice and takes care of them even though she regrets it and it just well not having read the comics oh yeah don't read the don't don't look for her in the comics because (laughs) she was brought into the comics in the 60s as well and these guys weren't great for women in the 60s they just but still I, I expect better from 2016 MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it that much. I'm just used to... She's a background character that's not important. Yeah. I mean, except for uh, every time he gets an alley, he runs to Mama. Well, and he's going to, uh, as his character develops, he's going to more and more long for her. And the relationship that could have been. But he never really seemed to respect her. I just, I don't. I think what he's longing for is physical touch. Maybe. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what we're longing for now. (sighs) Is how marvelous was it? On the marvelous, where does it go? It goes off the marvelous. Uh, okay. Yeah, and again, this is a hard one because it's kind of blah. Is Spider-Man still our? Was it Spider-Man 2 that was our blow movie? Spider-Man 2 was our cutoff of Would You Watch It Again? Well, I put it right under Ghost Rider. 
I would rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy than this. I wouldn't. I'd rather not watch either one of them. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is too high up on the list. <laughs> I think Ghost Rider is too high, high up on the list. But no, the Ghost Rider is a good movie that I like. Strange better than Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what? It's it's a toss up either way. I'll give it to you. Well, it's not going above Ghost Rider. No, I would not have put it above Ghost Rider either. I'd actually... I'd watch this before I'd watch Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man again. Yeah, so we'll put it above Guardians. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Tobey Maguire being the vanilla middle of the line because Kana's starting to fuck shit up. <laughs> okay, so of the 42 movies we've watched, that puts it at <laughs> 21. So that's now the middle movie. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Meh. Not the most spectacular origin story movie I've ever watched. No, it, it really wasn't the greatest. Okay, so what are we watching next week? We are watching the last new entry in the Defender Saga. Can you just speak English? Iron Fist Season 1? I quit. <laughs> um, I don't know much about Iron Fist. I know that Danny Rand is a longtime partner of Luke Cage in Heroes for Hire. Who's Danny Rand? Iron Fist. This is just a, a new character coming up new in a TV show? No, no, no. He's... He's an old comic book character. He's been around no, for a long Jer time. Okay, listen. I love He's you. He's new to you. Yes. Listen to me, Jeremiah. The comic books don't exist for me. Okay. So when I say new character, that means, oh, wait, he's never been in another movie. This is an origin story for him in a TV show. This will be a character that you have never met. Yes. It's so hard to get you just to say the word yes. I don't understand. I... I like to be specific. No. Yes is specific. Yes, this is a new character that's instead of getting a movie, is getting a TV show. The answer to that question was yes. Why would they do that to us? He's a longtime companion of Luke Cage. Is this going to be Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon? And he's a prominent member of Hidden the Defenders. Hidden Dragon, Crouching Tiger? What the fuck is the name of that movie? Um, I know very little. I know that he can punch really hard. Oh, God. Um, I know very little about this character. What's his name? Iron Fist? Well, that's Iron just, Fist. I was going to make fun and say Battering Ram, but Iron Fist is just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> How many episodes are there? 13. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's... I get eight episodes of Outlander, but I'm... we get 13 episodes of... <sighs> it is... It probably is a... the most racist movie or TV show ever to be made. It is a full-on uh, Netflix season. <laughs> can we just start watching it now and get it over with? I, I mean, yeah, we can start watching it. No, because if we do that, then I won't remember any of it. This is my protective 
uh, mechanism. <laughs> and this will be your iron fist. He's white! Son of a bitch. What are you talking about? Why is he white? Is Iron Fist not supposed to be like a martial artist? Oh, yes, he is. <gasps> Why is he white? What are they doing to me? Why? We have to watch this series and find oh out. Oh, my God. More cultural appropriation. A little bit. Because they always do that. It's always like Steven Seagal. You know, like it's not appreciation. It's more like fetishism. Yeah. Which is so grody. Oh, boy. Am I ever looking forward to this week? You know, I've got cleaning to do. I'll just, you watch it and I'll, I'll finish unpacking. All right. Well, we'll watch it together. No. And maybe our audience will watch it and maybe they won't. I'm going to bet on not. Hey, you know what? There are people out there who really like these Defenders shows. Like, really like them. Well, what we've watched. Daredevil. See, I can't even remember them. We've watched two seasons of Daredevil. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And I have to tell you, the best part of all of it was the Doctor. Yeah. I hate the Defenders. They're all boring. Blah. Yeah, this will be the last one for a little while. They should be called the Vigilantes. No, it's not the last one for a while, because now we have to watch season two of some of these craps. Yeah, 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 but that'll be for not for a while yet. Oh, God, I can't even begin to tell you how much I dislike that you had this idea about watching the TV shows. The movies is one thing, but the TV shows... That's just so cruel. I can divorce you based on cruel and unusual behavior. I don't think so. Uh, bet. Let me get the right judge. <laughs> God. All right. All right. We'll watch it. But we're watching the first one right now after this so that I can see how bad the rest of the week is going to be. Okay. All right. Then join us next week. On Marvel Movie Night. White guy, Iron Fist. <laughs>